Good morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Brett. Monica is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. As summer gets into full swing, you may be thinking about getting started on projects like building a deck or paving your driveway. The first step in that process is selecting a company and getting a quote. Later, we'll tell you how BBB is the place to start for getting quotes. And if you're finally able to make plans for a vacation, you may need to board your pet while you're away. We'll talk to the owner of the Countryside Dog and Cat Resort about how Fido or Kitty Cat will play when you're away. We love our pets, but they are some animals we aren't all that pleased to have around our home. We're talking about raccoons, squirrels, skunks, bats, mice. Well, Patrick Blewett is the owner of Professional Wildlife Removal and joins us now to help us cope with all these diverse critters. Welcome to Ask BBB, Patrick. Uh, good morning, Monica. It's it's a pleasure to be here. So let's talk about what are some of the most common wildlife problems that people encounter? Well, that's a good question. And it really varies depending on the time of the year. We're, we're now into June. In the last month or month and a half, uh, a lot of the, the young babies were born in attics. So we had raccoon babies being born in attics, squirrel babies. Uh, we've also had uh, bird babies. So lots of babies everywhere. Um, and they were quite content just to hang out and uh, be, be fairly quiet. Uh, but now a lot of them are becoming teenagers. And as we all know, teenagers tend to be not so quiet. Um, so what we're getting is calls from people seeing, for example, skunks, skunk kids out in the middle of the day, wandering around the backyards and having a grand old time. Um, we're having mother raccoon and say seven of her teenagers um, waiting for, for Jim to finish barbecuing so that they may get that old T-bone uh, tossed off into the garbage and then they'll know when to come back at night. So what are the dangers or the consequences of these invasions of raccoons and squirrels and skunks and bats? Uh, the biggest thing is the damage that they can cause because the raccoons are a curious creature, which is one of the reasons why they do so well because of their intelligence and the ability to, to think is once they're, they're in, they're so curious, they can cause a lot of damage. They're pulling, tearing, shredding, uh, not intentionally to damage things, but that's just their nature. So the longer that um, a problem, say, of a raccoon living in your attic is, is unaddressed, the more damage that they can cause. And, you know, thinking about all the changes that mm -hmm. we've had in the London and surrounding area, what is the impact of all of that building boom in respects to wildlife? Yes, the building boom is exploding. We get a lot of comments like that. We're destroying the, the, the animal's habitat. And so for a good example is, is the uh, one rock pile or one old tree in a 500 acre field that they then develop and put in say uh, five or 4,000 houses. So the natural habitat, yes, will disappear. That one hollow, the tree that gets knocked down or the one rock pile that gets covered up from skunks. But the problem is, is that we then install uh, 4,000 birthing sites. So every attic potentially is a spot for a raccoon to go into and have babies. We put 400 sheds in. Um, there's another 400 birthing site. So what happens is you go back to that neighborhood in say five to 10 years and the one family of skunks that was living in the rock pile, the one family of raccoons living in that tree has now multiplied to 5,000 skunks, 5,000 raccoons because of the carrying capacity 
and the adaptability of them to, to break into the attics and have babies and live and also to go underneath the sheds and the decks and to have babies and survive and, and multiply. So then what are some of the choices that we have to control wildlife around our homes and make sure that we don't get extra bandits moving in? That's a really good question. And especially I listen to the word you use control. Um, the one thing that is important to realize is that is not to control the animals. The animals were, were here long before us. Um, and they never really asked us if it would be okay if we sold their land. Uh, so they, they didn't go anywhere. So the important thing is to realize how to coexist with them. So the foxes, the coyotes, the raccoons, the skunks, they're really an important part of the ecosystem. So it's learning how to live with them, how to coexist with them. So the things that people can do is to reduce the attraction. So minimizing any open food sources, um, making sure your garbage is secured. Uh, most people wait until they have a problem, but there's things that you can do proactively to make your home animal proof. So you can secure your roof fence. You can secure the areas where raccoons like to break in. You can skunk proof your shed. So before the skunks burrow underneath the shed, you can install a barrier system. So the skunks can wander through the yard, but when they go to dig under the shed, they can't get in and then they won't be able to live under there to have more babies. So how do you handle the request to remove wildlife then? Well, the first thing we say is, is what is the problem? So for example, somebody says that, you know, I've got a raccoon that comes to my bird feeder. So we always analyze the, the situation because it's a really important to look at what's the actual problem. So what one person's problem is, is, is not for another. So for example, we don't do any trapping and relocating at all. So we're a big, strong believer in working with the animals and not uh, minimizing the impact with the, with the, uh, the environment with the animals so what we look at is eliminating the 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 source of shelter uh, and reducing that so for example somebody has a skunk under their shed what we'll do is we'll dig a trench around that shed install animal proof screening and then we backfill it in and then where the skunk was coming and going from we'll install a temporary one-way exit system so when the skunk comes out through the system it can't get back in and also tells us if there's babies because if there is, the mother's gonna be there still digging, trying to get back into the babies. So in that scenario, we open the system up and screw it open until all of a sudden, uh, two or three weeks later, the customer calls and says, Pat, there's five of them, little Pepe La Pews out of my backyard. <laughs> that means, yes, the kids are now coming out with the mom. So we set the system up again. So when they all come out as a family unit, they can't get back in. And the mother has three to four den sites. So that nice shed that she likes in the back corner, I call it the Taj Mahal. But then she has she has nothing against she has a, a medium grade hotel, let's say. And then she has the KOA, which is the least expensive place to live. So she already knows where she's going. And so what we're doing is we're not taking animals out of the neighborhood. What we're doing is minimizing the birthing sites because the carrying capacity for the critters is based on food and shelter. So we reduce the food sources that what we create, the, the garbage and things like that and eliminate the birthing sites. So can you suggest some information sources, Patrick, to help us understand and um, you know, become more familiar and cope with animals that are around our homes so that we can create healthy, balanced ecosystems? Sure, um, people can, all, can always feel free to call me. My advice on the phone is, is no charge. 
but also you can you can go onto the internet but take everything with a grain of salt so to speak but there also is through the ministry of natural resources there are there are resources also i believe through london animal care center has some brochures and pamphlets um available either on the website um and it's really educating yourself um calling wildlife wildlife company and ask questions a lot of it's actually just common sense if you think about what's happening and educate yourself with it for example people love the the new developments they call them deer run and fox heaven um and then two to five years later i get all these calls from people saying well i've got foxes in my backyard and i've got deer running all over my place and i go where do you live and they go i live in deer run Patrick, you've started us on the road to education when it comes to uh, uh, being aware of the animals that are part of our ecosystem and our lives. And we want to thank you very much for taking time to be with us here on Ask BBB. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Patrick Blewett is the owner of Professional Wildlife Removal, a BBB accredited business with an A-plus rating. Search the BBB directory under Pest Control or animal trapping, bat control, or rodent control to find them. After a brief pause, we'll return to talk about where your cat or dog can put their paws for a pause. And we are back. I'm Jim Swan with Monica Braz, who is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. And now a pause, a Tivoli welcome subject, vacation for your pets. I think you need to give us a vacation from some of those puns, Jim. <laughs> but it is true, we are looking forward to a vacation. And after the lengthy time we have had to stay at home, it's most welcome. Our pets may be feeling the exact same way too. Our guest is the owner of Countryside Kennel Dog and Cat Resort, Daryl Van Morsel. Welcome to Ask BBB, Daryl. Thank you, Monica and Jim. It's uh, great to be here. So. We're talking about pet sitting, how far in advance should we make arrangements to board our cat or our dog? Well, our general rule of thumb is when you know, you should be booking. You don't want to run out of kennel space. Uh, with kennels being at this point in time and with COVID going on, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure kennels are going to start filling up fast once everybody gets loose off the COVID. So what should we expect uh, of a boarding facility? The biggest thing is, is a kennel should be, first of all and foremost, is clean. Uh, you should not be able to uh, find any offensive odors in the kennel. You should make sure that, uh, you know, the, the grounds are clean. And you should also make sure that the staff are knowledgeable and that they can answer your questions fairly. The other thing is, is make sure that your dog is getting activities as well. Uh, you don't want your dog just staying in the kennel all day and not getting any physical activity. Dogs thrive on routine, and especially in the house, they thrive on routine. You know, first thing in the morning, it's let out. But right after that, it's where's my dinner or my breakfast and back and so forth. The dogs in the kennel always thrive on routine, and it does take a little bit for any dog to get used to that routine. Uh, usually it's within a couple days of boarding, and that's where the daycare comes into play. Uh, bring your dog to daycare, uh, ahead of the boarding also gives your dog a sense of security that they know that the owners are coming back to pick up your dog. And then when they come for boarding, it's literally pretty much the same routine. And the dogs are used to that. And we're going to see a lot of that in the, with, with the COVID as well. 
because uh, these dogs, especially these puppies, and a lot of people have got puppies in the last little bit, you want to get these dogs used to coming uh, to the daycare so that they feel safe, they feel that this is a fun environment. So Daryl, that's a really good point. You know, I know people are at home because of COVID and exactly like you said, you know, tons of people have gotten new kittens or new puppies. And so we may not be thinking about the value of daycare, um, but maybe we can talk a little bit about that. You know, what is the benefit to even just dropping your dog off at um, daycare right now to help them um, in their development and also help them down the road when you do need to do boarding? So at this point, socialization with dogs is is pretty much key. Now, there are some breeds that are out there that are just 100% not social with other dogs. However, that's not a reason not to bring your dog to daycare. They can still go out and spend time with my, one of my staff members. However, socialization for a dog is key. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's very hard. We've been cooped up and going to the dog parks. We're not permitted for so long. And, you know, the, dog parks are great. Don't get me wrong. I... Um, I don't have a problem with dog parks, but the only problem is, is some owners that are there that they can just let their dog loose and do whatever it wants. Uh, that's not necessarily the case. There's more to sitting there and having your cup of coffee and talking to your friends while your dogs are doing something that they probably shouldn't be doing. And uh, so with here at the kennel, you know, we monitor them. They're always watched in social play. So that's a big thing to get those dogs to socialize with each other. And when they are, uh, it makes the owner's life a lot easier that they're, they know that their dog is not aggressive towards another dog. So with COVID restrictions, are dog daycares still open? And is it that a service that people can still use? And then that way the dog can get socialized while they're still being able to be safe at home? Absolutely. Um, the government never stated that dog boarding kennels were non-essential. Uh, we are an essential service because we do care for animals and that is part of it. So we never actually really closed. Absolutely. Like bring your dogs. It's, it's a good way to get them out. Uh, you know, sometimes you need a break to yourself as well. And that's a nice thing too. So when we decide to do that, what should we bring to the kennel? Do we just bring the dog or cat or are there other things that we should bring some of their toys or, or their dishes? What, what else should we bring? So we literally supply pretty much everything you need except for food and uh, toys. So we do suggest you bring your dog, uh, uh, to uh, your toy along. We do suggest that the, the toy is bigger than the size of your fist. Um, Cause you know, things that are smaller than your fist can get stuck down a large dog's mouth pretty easy. Um, so, and we supply all the bowls. You want to bring your own dog's food. You don't want to change your dog's diet. Uh, so bring your food and your dog, of course, and on a leash and we supply everything else, the bedding, the bowls, it, we try to make it as easy as we can for the cuts for the customer. Daryl, you offer different levels of care with, um, increasing price levels that go with that. <laughs> We've kind of literally followed off of, uh, you know, what they do at the gas station. You got your bronze, silver, and your gold, uh, gas prices. So, uh, you know, the bronze includes two, uh, uh, two 15-minute individual playtime, so that's one in the morning, and one in the in the afternoon. So those that the bronze package is for your non-social dogs. So the prices range uh, at that one is uh, twenty-six dollars a night. The silver package is two 30-minute group playtimes, and that is with other dogs. So your dog does have to be social. After that, the 
Gold package is two 30-minute group play times and a trail walk. Now, the nice thing is about the summertime is that we've got the platinum package and the diamond package, and that includes a splash pad. Uh, so the, pl the platinum package is two 30-minute group play times and a, and a group splash pad, and that's $37 a night. And the diamond is what we call the whole nine yards is the indoor-outdoor, which they all are. They're all indoor-outdoor at our kennel. Yeah, that's two 30-minute group play times, a splash pad, and a trail walk for $42 per night. And our daycare package is even $21 tax included. At the beginning, we talked about uh, time and booking ahead, but what's the best way to go about booking a stay for a cat or a dog? The best way is online on our website, www.countrysidekennel.ca. Uh, there's a lot of information we have to get from an owner and, and about the dog as well. And there's so many, there's, we get all that information so quickly online from the customer and it is really quick to book. Do you encourage people to come and visit uh, and have a look at the facility before they book? Absolutely. We want the customers to come to the kennel to take a look and you should at any boarding facility that you're going to visit. However, with the COVID rules right now, until things open up a little bit, we are not offering tours because it does take time. And, you know, when we're open, we're bringing dogs in and out and we are only allowing one person in and in at our facility at one time uh, until things start open up for safety reasons. Well, let's hope that that isn't uh, very far away. And Daryl, we want to thank you very much for your time here this morning, encouraging us that that vacation isn't too far away. Thank you, Monica and Jim. It's a pleasure to be here. Daryl Van Morsel is the owner of Countryside Kennel Dog and Resort and was our guest this morning on Ask BBB. In a moment, how BBB can help you get a quote. Welcome back. I'm Jim Swan with Monica Braz, the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. And Monica, we talk to businesses and we often ask about comparing quotes. Getting quotes is another feature available on the BBB.org website. Get a Quote provides consumers with a free and simple way to get quotes from businesses they are thinking about dealing with or to get a quote from several companies for comparison. So how does it work? Well, first thing is to access the BBB.org website and then click on Get a Quote. Now, you can either type in the name of a business and your location, or you can enter a type of business for the services you're looking for. So what happens if we type in a particular business? Well, the company's listing will come up and you can click directly on their Get a Quote button and fill in all the details. The more details you include, the better the quote can be. So be specific and take your time with including all the information. The quality of the information you submit will directly impact the quality of the quote that you receive. The company will get an email with your request, and then the business will respond, letting you know if they can help you or not. Okay, well, that, that sounds pretty straightforward and pretty easy too. So what happens if we just put in a, a type of business, say like deck builder? In this case, you'll then be presented with a number of choices to narrow your selection. Once you've done that, the system will send your request to three businesses that match your criteria the most. Each business then has a choice to accept your request and send you information or decline your request. If the business has claimed your request, they will then receive your contact information and the process of an estimate and quote will begin. 
If the company declines the request, then your request is sent to the next qualifying business. This will continue until you have three qualifying companies responding and providing you with a quote. So how long does it take for this process? Well, you should hear from the company usually within a few hours to begin the process of gathering details or setting up appointments if needed. Then the timing depends on all the usual factors like consumer demand, scheduling, and supply of materials. With the construction boom in our area, that can take a little bit longer than usual now, so be patient and recognize that some services may take a little bit longer due to the high demand. Sounds like a very simple way to get started on some of those projects that we have in mind for this summer, Monica. And that's all of our time for this edition of Ask BBB. You can contact us anytime on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBBWesternONT. If you have a question or a guest suggestion, please tweet us at hashtag AskBBB. And thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Braz. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.